from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is going to be praised. It's going to be lifted up. Amen. It, it doesn't attach any conditions to that. It doesn't say, well, if they sing this song, they're going to praise him. Or if they do this, they're going to praise him. No. God has done so much for us that, hey, we're going to praise him no matter what. If they sing my song, I'm going to praise him. If they don't sing my song, hey, God's been too good to me. I'm here to praise him. I'm here to worship him. I'm here to lift him up. I've got a reason to rejoice today. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We are made to worship him. We are made to give him praise. Amen. And that's what we do. Despite, in spite of our circumstances, in pain or in suffering and sorrow, the name of the Lord is still going to be praised. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see everyone here today to worship together. Amen. Uh, we know that God has great things and stories brought us so far. He's brought us this far. Amen. We got, uh, we're excited for what he's going to do. Amen. This coming up year. Amen. Amen. It's, uh, as our ushers would come. I feel like I haven't seen you all since last year. So there's only one day of the year you can say that, so I might as well get that in. But it's uh, it's great to be here at Apostolic Praise. Amen. Worshiping the Lord the first day, first Sunday of the year. Amen. We're going to set the tone today for the rest of the year. Amen. Amen. We're, this is going to be our greatest year yet. Amen. We're not going to let anything hold us down or hinder us, but we're going to give it all to God. Amen. Amen. We want to uh, we want to pray. There's you know sickness going around. People are not here that want to be here. Amen. But we know that God is a healer. Plead the blood of Jesus over their lives and their bodies. Amen. Amen. So let's let's pray for them as we pray for this offering and the service today. Let's do that right now, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity. We thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for your mighty hand upon our lives, God, and all that you've done for us. We've come to worship you and magnify you in this place today. We ask you to touch each and every need. Lord, those that are not here, those that are sick, we plead the blood of Jesus that the healing virtue would flow into their lives and their bodies. To raise them up, Lord, we ask you to touch this offering in the rest of the service today. In Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen, amen. Let's continue in worship as we come and give unto the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Posting all the earth, all 
to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Um, as we're turning to the word of the Lord, Genesis 2, uh, this coming Saturday is a ladies' meeting at 10.30 a.m. here at the church. You want to bring a, bring a side dish uh, and uh, see Sister Bruce for any more information. We're excited for uh, the new year and the things that are happening. We'll be a part of, of the kingdom of God and be connected to the body of Christ. Amen. Man, because this could be the year that the Lord returns for his bride. Amen. I want to be a part of it, right? Amen. It's uh, any day now can happen. We've got to be ready for that. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 2. Uh, in the word of the Lord... Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Turning to the next chapter, Genesis 3, 23. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And so... One chapter later, man is now out of the garden. And so he drove out the man, and he placed him at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And so uh, here, all the way in the beginning, in a matter of a chapter, the greatest creation of man is, is placed there in the garden, and then the next chapter, he's kicked out. But I believe that we were made for more. Amen. Adam was made for more than what happened and what he did. Uh, and so I want to preach to you today from this title, Made for More. We were made for more. Amen. How many believe that God has more in store for us today and for this year? Amen. We were made for more. God has great things in store. Amen. So turn to a few people, greet them in the name of the Lord as you're seated today.
Man, the, the physical world that we live in consists of matter and how that matter fills space determines its measurements and it is measured in uh, three dimensions, length, width, and height, and making it a this three-dimensional object. In, in algebra and geometry, if you remember that, it calls those planes, you got X, Y, and Z where you'd graph them and uh, make all those uh, uh, crazy drawings, um, and, and making changes to one uh, side or one dimension can have an effect on the rest of the, the rest of the equation. At a certain age, our bodies start stop growing in height. And so we'll label that X. So X stops growing. Uh, so thus, the only areas for improvement are X and Y planes. And after the holidays, my scale is telling me that I'm taking up more space in this world than I was before. Uh, and so now we have a hard time uh, keeping three dimensions together. There are actually is another dimension that we live in. And this fourth dimension is called time. And as we all know, the fourth dimension, time, has a great impact on the physical world that we live in. The battle is hard enough to maintain our bodies and our persons, but sprinkle in some time and things get a little harder. Time doesn't really launch an attack on the things of this world. It just reveals the corrupted, the incomplete, the unredeemed reality of this present world. It doesn't matter how well it's built or whether it's a new phone or a new car or a new house. Let it run through the fourth dimension. Let it run through time and we will see it begin to break down begin to fall apart, begin to rust and erode away. Because time reveals all the weakness, all the flaws, all the shortcomings of this world that we are a part of. But I want to remind you today that the God that we serve is not bound by these dimensions. He's not bound by time or, or any of these laws. He can step into time and he can step out of time he can step into your past and wash all away your sins and your mistakes. And he can step into your future and go and prepare a place for you that where he is that we may be also. That is how God can be called the first and the last. The alpha and the omega because he is unbound by time. He can see the end from the beginning. So the situation that you are in now, God has already seen the end of it. He's already seen it come to pass. He's already seen it work out. Even though we, we haven't seen that yet, we can't see that far ahead. God already knows. He knows how it's going to work out. Uh, and so we can either put our faith in, in anxiety and worry and in stress or we can say, I'm going to believe that God has this, that he sees the end of this, that God's going to work it all out. I choose to put my faith in God and who is, limit, who is unlimited and is not bound by anything. That's what I'm going to believe in. 
And so he isn't even bound by things that exist or do not exist. Just because it does not exist does not affect God. It affects you and I if it doesn't exist. It's effect. We can't do anything about it. But Romans 4 and 17 says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom ye believed, who gives life to to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. And so if the answer to your problem does not exist today, there's no need to worry about it because God can just speak that into existence. Even though we can't see that door opened or closed or the answer is not there, that doesn't mean that we're hopeless. That means that we just put our hope and our faith in God because he can just speak it into existence. Brother, Brother Jorge over there has been praying about a job and looking for a job over here in Fort Myers because he's, for, for a long time, he's been traveling over there to Miami every week, working over there all week. And uh, instead of doing that, he's, he's been praying. He wants to be here at home with his family, being more involved in the church here. And so some opportunities opened up, and lo and behold, uh, on his last day of work, all of a sudden, somehow, a job opportunity opens up right over here. Uh, a position that did not exist, all of a sudden, now existed. Why? Why? Because we serve a God who can do anything. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by the things that we're bound by. God can make it happen when it doesn't exist. And so we're not going to put our faith in, in hopelessness. We're going to put our faith in Jesus Christ because God God is in control, and he can make a way where there seems to be no way. Uh, and so all we got to do is to keep on believing, keep on trusting in God, keep on getting up another day and say, God, maybe today's the day you're going to make a way. Because even though I can't see through, I can't see the end, I know he sees the end from the beginning, and I'm going to put my faith and my trust in him. Time also reveals our weakness and our frailty. But concerning God, time reveals more of his strength and more of his power, more of his faithfulness. The longer that we've been in this, the more we realize how faithful God has been. You look back through the time in your life, God has been there every time. He's always been faithful. He never leaves us or forsakes us. So time reveals the faithfulness of God, his great power and his strength and his unchanging power. That's what time shows about God. But time shows us about our weakness and how frail we are. He is the, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so that means if God has healed people back then, then he can still heal people today. If he delivered people back in the Bible days, he can deliver people today. If he filled people with his spirit back then on the day of Pentecost, he can do that here today uh, because he's the same yesterday, today. He's not bound by time, and he can do it today. We read about people speaking in other tongues and prophesying and interpreting. And, and those, there are those who say that, well, that can't happen today. That was for them back then. 
we believe that can happen because we know it happens. We live and experience that, right? There are people out there that say, well, that's for back then. Uh, uh, it, it's sad to hear that, that their God is bound by time. Their God has an expiration date that, oh, that, that only worked back then. It doesn't work today. No, that's not what we believe here. We believe God can do anything today. Anything that's in the word of God, God can still do it. He has not changed. Just because time has passed, our God is still the same. And whatever you need from him today, he can give it to you. He's not bound or limited by anything that we come up against. God can do anything. Amen. And so our, our text that we read from transports us to the very beginning of time. And as we come to know it, uh, back where God had just finished making the world and the things in it, and we, we know the story, the, the creation account, and God just started speaking, and, and these things started moving and shaking, and things began to form and appear out of nothing, uh, and so the heavens and the firmaments uh, began to separate themselves from one another and dry land separated from the waters and all that the spoken word of God, uh, uh, that is the power of God's word when it is spoken and it applies. And so whenever we hear the word of God being preached, that's, that, there's power there. There's faith here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, it can take something that was lost and forgotten and, and hidden inside the world and it can cut it out. The power of God and his word can separate things for his use. His word is described as sharper than any two-edged sword. And so if you listen to his voice and you obey his word, it will begin to separate you from this world. It will begin to cut things out of your life that God is not pleased with, uh, all because the power of his word. It will cut loose the, the bands of sin that, that hold you down and, and keep you lost. It will cut loose, uh, uh, not so that you can do whatever you want. That's why not God gives us the freedom and delivers us from that, but, but he, he delivers us uh, so that we can worship him, but that we can be set apart and consecrated for him. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Why? That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Aren't you thankful that he called you out of darkness, that he worked in your life, that he brought you out? He separated you from your old life and say, hey, I've got a purpose and I've got a plan for you. Uh, and so we got to follow after him. And so on the sixth day, God does something different than what he did on the previous five days. Uh, the first five days, he just started speaking and all these, the worlds appeared. But the sixth day deserved more attention, more love more grace. He did not speak man into existence, but he got down into the dust of the earth and he formed this creation and breathed into him the breath of life. Uh, and the, Genesis 2, 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and he put man whom he had formed there. And so if you were a fly on the wall, you would probably be wondering what God 
what is his plan for this creation? Because it's so different than what he's done these first five days. And now we see God doing something different, and his actions were, were so different than the rest. Uh, this creation was made for something more, because God did more for this, for us, than he did for everything else. And so we begin to see the details of, of God's uh, plan for man. Adam, he said, you have dominion over the rest of these creatures. You have dominion over this world and uh, the creatures of it. You've been given authority over them to, to subdue it and, and to oversee it and to rule the world. And, and so Adam did just that. That's what he was made for. The Bible tells us that God was over here just making these creatures and he would bring them to Adam and, and Adam would name them. He, 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 he allowed Adam to name these creatures and so whatever he named it, that's what it was called. And so that's why we call giraffe a giraffe. I don't know how that came to be, but giraffe is giraffe. Uh, hippo is a hippo. Uh, and so as time passes in, in paradise... Uh, we know what happened, that Adam failed God. He failed his, his uh, faithfulness, his, his commitment to God and commitment to the word of God. And, and cata uh, catastrophe strikes. We saw that in Genesis 3.23. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he is taken. And so he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And so what, what a sad day uh, in, in the heart of God where he has to kick man out of this place that he made for him. God's choice creation, mankind, gets evicted from eating. And cursed is the ground now. It was not cursed before. And sweat and in sorrow, now man is going to till the ground all the days of his life. And you're going to see your children struggle and suffer from the sin that you allowed into this world, Adam. It's, uh, it's going to be in your shame that you see all this. And uh, uh, they, they, they were told that... Uh, the, the day that you eat of this fruit, the, the, you're, you're gonna, you're, you shall surely die. And what a sad day it was when death came, when their, when their son was killed, Abel. They got to experience that consequence, not of their own eyes, of their own life, but of their son. Had they not sinned, had they not done that, then Abel, uh, they wouldn't have experienced what death is. But uh, through their failure and their, their, their mistakes, they got to see firsthand uh, what death is. And it came by the hand of their son, uh, one son killing the other son. Uh, and so what a, what a shame, Adam, to see your, your children struggle and suffer uh, because of the sin that you allowed into your life and in this world. And so... Now you're going to have to fight and feud with others. And, and now you're going to have conflict and turmoil. And now your life is going to be filled 
with uh, hardships and struggles and pain and, and aches and aches in your body, all of these things. Oh, 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 Adam, I, I want you to know that you were made so much more for that. That's not what I wanted for you. You, you I didn't make uh, you to suffer and, and go through all those things. I made you to serve and to live and to rule and to reign in this world. You were made so much more than what the life you are living now. You are made to be like me. You are made to be strong and you are made to subdue your world and you are made to make your enemies your footstool. And and Adam, I want you to know that you were made for more than how you are currently living. There is another Adam that was coming. Uh, After Adam, he came. He will be greater than the former and he is going to show you uh, Adam, uh, that what you were made for, what you should have uh, lived like and what you were made to do. And he will uh, show you the life that you could have lived, Adam. The second Adam is coming. Uh, Romans 5 and 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned in the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. And so uh, now there was, uh, by the the, uh, disobedience of one man, Adam, sin came in, but by the obedience of one, the second Adam, uh, now righteousness and salvation has come. And so the latter Adam will be greater than the former Adam because, Adam, you were made for more, and I'm going to send another Adam, uh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's who you are to be like. That's what you should have done, Adam. That's the life that you were made for. Uh, and so to live in the power and authority and dominion, that's what we see Jesus doing in this world. That was a life that was made for Adam and all of us. But if we fast forward 2,000 years uh, from Adam, we are placed in the period of Israel's history where uh, it's the very beginning of the nation. Uh, When God whispers into the ear of a man named Abram, he tells him it's time to separate from your world. It's time to cut away those things that are holding you back. It's time to step out and start walking by faith and and get out of the comforts of your home and everything that you know and you've got everything planned out and you've got everything scheduled and you've got everything so worked out that there's no place for God in there because you don't need any faith when everything is planned out according to our schedule. But Abram, I want you to step out in faith. I want you to leave behind your father's house and go into an unknown country. I'm going to lead you to a place. Why? Because I've got something for you. Uh, You are made for more than what you're living right now, Abram. I've got a plan and I've got a purpose for you. Uh, And so you are made for more than the life that you are living now. Maintaining the mundane 
Uh, I see more in you, Abram. I, I see a promise in you that, that cannot be birthed where you are living at right now. But if you step out in faith, if you begin walking and following the Spirit, there's going to be a, a promise, a child that is born unto you, but it can't be born in the Ur of Chaldees. It can't be born in Haram. Uh, Haran, you got to step out in faith and separate yourself. Why, Abram? Because you were made for more. I see potential in you. I see blessings in you. I see possibility. I see your future. But you got to step out. Your later life is going to be greater than your former life. But if you step out in faith, because you were made for more, Abram, and Abraham's life was more fulfilled than Abram's life. Abraham's life was more fulfilled than Abram's life because the latter was greater than the former because Abram was made for more and God was drawing him out. Hey, don't stay there too long. Don't get too comfortable there. Why? Because I got a place for you. I've got a promise for you to fulfill. And, and Abram, uh, Abraham fulfilled his potential. He walked the road that God had prepared, prepared for him. And because of that, the Bible calls him the father of the faithful. And he gave birth to the child of promise. But Abram may have been content where he was at with the life that he had now. Uh, but so much more awaited for him that he didn't even realize. He couldn't even see the potential that God had for him uh, until he started stepping out. And so... Uh, uh, God has promises in his future that are waiting for you to get there. Isaac cannot be born in the Ur of Chaldees. Uh, but the birth of Isaac is waiting for Abram to realize the potential that's inside of him. There's a destiny he was called to fulfill because Abram was made for more. Abram was made to be Abraham. And so I'm here to tell you today that you were made for more than a life that you're living right now. God has a greater life for you than what you are living right now. You have not run out of potential. You have not hit the ceiling of your calling. There are promises and there are giftings and there are new levels of anointing that is waiting for us because we we were made for more. Our future is going to be greater than our present and greater than our past. The latter is going to be greater than the former because we were made for more. Abraham's grandson had unfulfilled potential that he wasn't even aware of. Jacob was born grabbing his brother's heel. And Jacob lived most of his early life doing just that, reaching for the heels of others, tripping people up and, and trying to take advantage of them. And uh, deceiving, uh, deceiver was his name. And selfish ambition was his game. That's what he was all about, all about himself and the most that he can get for himself. It doesn't care what it costs others. Uh, he was out to get what he wanted to get. And so from blackmailing his brother's birthright to conniving against his uncle Nate Laban, Jacob took pleasure in the present. That's all he was focused on was the here and now. What's the most that I can get for me right now? He lived for his own lusts, but as time passed, 
he got to see a reflection of himself with his encounter with his uncle Laban because uh, Laban started doing the things that Jacob started doing. Uh, two selfish men only concerned with their own interests, and they were going, uh, uh, going at it for a while. I think Jacob came to the realization that maybe there's more out there for me. Maybe there's more out there than this life that I'm currently living as God has certainly blessed my life. And, uh, but maybe it's time that I begin to, to leave behind the comforts and start separating myself from where I am now and where I have been. And, and start walking out by faith and say, uh, Let, lead me, Lord, and uh, I will follow wherever you want me to go. Uh, and so maybe Jacob, maybe he's thinking, maybe there's, I was made for more. And so he left his uncle Laban's home, and he headed back to the place where God was, the place where he had that dream of the ladder of angels ascending and descending into heaven. But sometimes our vision can get clouded by our past and our present decisions. It's amazing that Jacob saw, had this vision before he went into spend time, spend the 20 years or so with his uncle there. Uh, and you would think that seeing a vision like that would change you right then and there. But maybe he was just following his own pursuits. And, and sometimes uh, our vision can get clouded by uh, our own ambitions and our own personal desires and uh, the things that God wants to do in our life and tries to speak to us is kind of put on the back's back burner because we've got this thing that we want to do. And so our circumstances can create a cloud that impairs our ability to see clearly what God is trying to do in our life. We may even question our purpose or, or question our walk with God uh, is this all that God has for me? Is there something more that I can do with my life? And when you are unsure about your present and your potential, you need to go to the one who knows it all. Uh, you need to have an encounter with God. You need to have a heart-to-heart -heart with the Lord Jesus. And, and don't leave him until you get an answer, until you get a, some kind of direction in your life. Because that's what uh, Jacob did that night when he wrestled with God, wrestled with that angel. Uh, he wasn't going to let him go until he got an answer, until he got a blessing. Because he had his feeling deep down inside that, hey, I was made for more. And I feel that there's more out there for me. But God, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to leave until I get an answer from you of, of, of a direction of where I need to go, what I need to do in my life. And so we are all were made for more. And we need to find out what that potential is by grabbing a hold of God and he will reveal it to us. I'm sure that God will whisper in your ear that you were made for more. That I've got big plans for you and I've got souls that are waiting for you and I've got promises that are waiting for you with unfilled potential. I, I've got unborn children that need to be born and birthed and I've got ministries that need to be started because you were made for more and I've got great plans in store for you but we need to make sure that we follow God and get connected with that because 
I want to I live out the potential that God has for me. I want to live the life that God has for me. I, I can plan out my life, and it can be okay or, or, or great in my eyes, but it's uh, the life that God has for you and I, it's so much greater than anything you and I can plan for. We can't even see the potential that God has placed inside of us because we were made for more, and we want to grab a hold of that. And so we see that in Genesis 32. Jacob was left alone, and there he wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he was touched with the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. He said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And so, Jacob, you were made more than, 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 than a deceiver. I didn't, I didn't really call you to be a deceiver. You were made for more than that. You were made to be a prince. You were made to have power with God and with men. And so don't sell yourself short, Jacob. If you surrender your life to God, if you follow the plans that he has for you, your later life will be greater than your former life. But sometimes we, we get caught up and we, we get discouraged by our past. We, can, we, we know our past better than anybody else. Uh, and so sometimes uh, our past just kind of hovers over us. And uh, we feel oppressed by our, our mistakes and our, our shortcomings and our, our failed commitments and our unfaithfulness and all these things that uh, we... we, we uh, condemn ourselves because of that. But I'm here to tell you that, that God is not concerned about your past because he'll wash away your past. He'll, he'll plead the blood. We'll plead the blood of Jesus over our past and all of our sins are washed away uh, in the waters of baptism. And so even though we have a past, God is not concerned about it. If you give it to him, if you repent of your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of that. And so he'll take away your past so that you can focus on your future with God and your potential with him uh, and so he, he knows what you've done but God will deal with your past if you will deal with your future. He'll cover a life filled with disappointments and failures and he will lead you to a promised land, a place of purpose and of, of callings and blessings and, and all these unfulfilled potentials that are there. Uh, but we got to let our past go, uh, let last year go, whatever failures or disappointments or whatever uh, things you did not accomplish last year. Hey, let's leave that in 2021. We're going to start this year off fresh. Hey, God's got great things in store for us this year, and I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today uh, pursuing after God. Uh, pursuing for the things that God has made us for so that we can see them this year. Musicians, if you would come. We were made more for the life that we are currently living right now. Even though, even though I'm not saying we have horrible lives, we, we're all blessed. We're blessed to be here. Uh, blessed by the opportunity to be in his presence. And 
we, we, God has touched our lives, uh, but there's still more for us out there. Uh, we don't want to stay here the same level uh, all, all the rest of our lives. We're going to continue pursuing after God and seeking after him. Uh, and so because there's more out there, um, our, our great, uh, how great our God is, he has great plans for you and I. And so time will show you that if God has promised you something, you're going to see it come to pass. Uh, because he cannot go against his word. Uh, and so if, you're, if you've been praying about something and it hasn't happened yet, keep on praying. Keep on believing. Because God can just speak it on a certain day. It can just appear out of nowhere. Uh, and so we want to continue pursuing after God. Uh, and so 2022 is going to be the year uh, that I believe we're going to step into a greater anointing, uh, move into a deeper dimension because we were made for more than what we are right now. We don't want to settle for this. We want more of God. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And so I'm here to say there's more for us this year, and I want to pursue after it. But you might say, well, Pastor, I'm fulfilling the calling on my life. Uh, I'm at a place with God that I've never been before, and, and that is great. That's, I'm not uh, cutting down that. Um, that is great that you're doing that, and we all should be striving to reach new, new heights and dimensions in God than we were, have ever been. Uh, and so uh, let's just not get comfortable where we are at. That's, that's where complacency comes in. That's where lukewarmness comes in. We're just satisfied with the way things are uh, because we were made for more. And if God has more available, we don't want to set, be, be, be okay with what we have now when there's more out there. Second uh, Corinthians 3 says, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so uh, the glory that you are seeing now and experiencing now uh, is, is, is great, but uh, there is more because we're moving from glory to glory. From uh, where you are now, the glory that you're seeing and experiencing, uh, there's more of it out there. And so, yeah, we, we may be seeing new things that we have never seen before, and that's great. We need to be seeing that and doing that. But, hey, uh, uh, there's more out there from glory to glory. And the truth is, is that the truth that you know right now, that there is even more truth out there. We got to be in pursuit of that, uh, pursuing what God wants us to do. And, and when we are reaching for more in our lives, we will begin to fulfill the potential that God has for your life and for my life and for this church. Uh, in these last days, I'm here to tell you that the church was made for more. The church was made for more than where we are right now. And God is going to take us and lead us to uh, where he wants us to be. We haven't seen our best days yet. We still have empty seats to fill. We still have lost loved ones that are not here yet. We still have backsliders that still need to come home. Because the church was made for more. You and I were made for more. And I believe we're going to see that start coming the past this coming year if we are willing to step out and separate ourselves and step out in faith and say, God, lead me this year to where you want me to go. You stand with me today as I 
declared on Friday night our watch night service that this year is going to be, be the year of release. Uh, not necessarily what God is going to release, but what we release. If we start releasing things in our life, we start laying down weights and sins and all these things, getting all these things out of our life, then we're going to see God start releasing the, the miraculous. Amen. We got to let go of the things in our life and say, God, uh, lead me to where you want me to be because I know that there's greater things in store out there. Haggai 2 and 9 says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former saith the Lord of hosts, in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And so if the church is going to be greater than it has ever been before, it has to take each of us to be greater than we have ever been before. We all have to do our part. We, we can't uh, lay all the responsibilities on a select few, but we all have to be doing our part and say, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to grow this year. I'm going to pursue after what God has for me. I'm going to be a better apostolic than I was last year, a better disciple this year. I'm going to pursue after the lost souls. I, I'm going to teach a Bible study. I didn't, if, I, if you didn't teach one last year, hey, let's teach a Bible study this year. We're going to do something great this year that we haven't done. Why? Because there is more out there, and so we want to pursue after that. And don't worry about the past, how you may have messed up or been careless or uh, with what God has done with for you. Just recommit your life today and saying, God, this is going to be different. This year is going to be different, and, and let him deal with your past and you start dealing with your present, and you start making, making it out to, hey, God, I'm going to be serious this year. I'm going to do something for you that I've never done before. I'm going to step out in faith this year and lead me, Lord, to, to the unknown. Lead me to the promises. Lead me to the miraculous. Lead me to where the miracles and signs and wonders are. Why? Because we were made for more than what we are living now, and I want to pursue after that. Joel 2.23, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent unto you. See, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about what you missed out on the opportunity. God can restore that. He can speak life to things that are dead. He can resurrect old callings and ministries that we allow die and put by the side. God has made us for more, and we got to pursue after him. He's going to pour out his spirit today and this year uh, because he sees the potential in each and every one of you, but we just need to put our faith in God and let, uh, let us lead him to a, a place where we can get a hold of God, where we can get a hold of our calling again, where we can get a hold of those commitments to resurrect those commitments and promises that we made that we did not fulfill. 
We need to revisit the prayer room and and make pray, time praying and seeking His face more this year than we did last year. Uh, we were made for more. We were we were made to be closer to Him and a relationship with Him. Uh, revival is on His way, and we need to get revived first if we're going to be a part of the revival. God is pouring out His Spirit, and so we want to make sure we are ready for what God is in store. Does anybody believe that God has great potential for you? That there's this year is going to be our greatest year yet. 2022 is going to be our greatest year. And so as we begin to sing, will you, will you come down to the front today and will you make a commitment to God that this year I'm going to serve you more. This year I'm going to be more faithful. This year I'm going to be more giving. This year I'm going to be more loving. This year I'm going to be more committed. Why? Because we were made for more. And until we step out and say and proclaim that, we're going to be stuck where we are and with what we have. But I believe God's got great things in store. Come on. Come on, let's come and make a commitment today. We're going to be there. We're going to be faithful to the house of God. We're going to be faithful to prayer and devotion and our walk with him. Come on, he's got more for us. He's got more for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. two or three are gathered. He is here today. And we're going to have a great year. Help me to help my brother and my sister to be the greatest, to be who God has called them to be. Help me to help them fulfill their own potential. Hallelujah. Touch my brother and my sister. We pray a blessing upon them. Hallelujah. Desire that they've never had before. A stronger desire, be more committed and more faithful today in this year.
great things. Let's thank him in advance for what he's going to do this year and in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for making us for more, God. We want to live that. We want to see that unfulfilled potential released in our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ecclesiastes says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to lift him up. You know, sometimes the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to have an accountability partner. It said, you go to them and say, hey, if you don't see me at church, you call me. You, you, you get a hold of me and you find out why I wasn't there because I want to be accountable. I want to I wanna be committed. I want to be faithful. And, and maybe you want to uh, get together with somebody and say, hey, well, let's, let's read the Bible together this year. Let's do a Bible study this year uh, together. The more that we are accountable to somebody else, the more that we uh, feel that need to do what we ask to do. You know, when, if we're all by ourselves... And no one's, we're not accountable to anybody. We can not show up and nobody knows, right? We don't get that call, that text. Hey, where you been? We, we miss you. We love you and hope you're all right. But if we find somebody to be accountable to, then hey, hold me to it. Hold me to it. Don't, don't go easy on me. Let me know 
because I, I want to make this year the greatest year ever. And I, we, we need help. We're here for each other. Uh, we're here to lift one another up when we fall. Uh, and that's what the body of Christ is. Many members, but one body. And so uh, maybe we want to make an accountability partner. Say, hey, we're, this year we're going to do this together. And we're going to be, a, a, this is going to be our greatest year yet. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Uh, you're dismissed today in Jesus' name. Let's go and have a great year for the Lord, and we're going to see great things in Jesus' name. Don't forget we have bread out, out back if you want to grab some bread and it'll be a blessing to others.